everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Talking Health and Life Sciences. I'm Hannah Randalls, Health and Life Sciences Champion at Growth Platform in Liverpool City Region, and today I'm joined by Cliff Kirby. So Cliff has spent his career in the world of engineering, innovation and product development. He's the founder and CEO of NeedleSmart, a unique and innovative product addressing the immediate issues around a digital vaccination programme and needle disposal. So Cliff, can you tell us a little bit more about your business? Um, no problem at all. NeedleSmart is an innovative technology business that focuses on the digitization of a compliance event. In, in the case of NeedleSmart, the compliance event is disposing of the needle. We focus heavily on the safety aspects that brings to the real world environment while capturing some critical and important information to send on to a, a data cloud for forward use. Okay, and, and how did the business start? Where did the idea come from? So probably around 10 years ago, uh, my background is mechanical design engineer. That's, that's where I started uh, my professional career. I was introduced to the idea of disposing of a needle via technology. Um, quite quickly realized that the technology that was out there was not really fit for purpose in a wider hospital environment and, and there started the development process of what has ultimately become needle smart okay and, and can you tell us a little bit more about the um, digital vaccination system that you've got going on no problem at all so the we sit in a world at the moment where we've all had to adapt and change very quickly to the, the world around us we are all operating in very different ways and we all realize that at some point over the next few months there will be a vaccine produced and and started to move out to the, the wider population going back to around about june of this year i realized that in order to deliver a mass vaccination campaign you would have to have the ability to digitize the event and, and start saving process time and um, very simply I looked at how I had received a flu vaccine the previous year uh, in the private sector, i.e. all of the staff within our team were offered a flu vaccine. I then very simply asked the question of my GP, do I have a flu vaccine on record? And the answer was no. And, and as a direct result of that, um, we started to feel our way through the what has now become DVS as an opportunity. So just talk you through it really simply. The, the old way, or the current way, if you wish to call it that, is a manual-based system. A person has to go through a, a process of being invited for a vaccination. They are booked in, they arrive, and then there is an onboarding process. And now, if that happens within your GP or within your health record provider is probably more accurate, then there is a realistic chance that will find its way to your electronic health record. Yeah. If that's done privately, it's an entirely manual process that relies on people a lot and indeed you to, to transmit or take your record across to your GP for it to be filed. Now, what I would add in that process is that's today's situation and we're not facing a mass vaccination campaign where you have to accept that all protocols will ultimately come under serious pressure and most of them will fail at some point. The, the other piece of that puzzle I would add is that process time becomes critical because we already know how hard all of the frontline workers and the staff in the NHS are working now. Add, add to that a mass vaccination campaign and you can see that there are significant pressures placed on those individuals. The, the other aspect which is arguably as powerful if not more powerful than the principle of 
creating a safe working environment while saving time, effort, energy and cost is that we create a record that can be gathered centrally in a data agnostic format so all of the health record providers can still access that. We are not in any way trying to say we compete with that in, in, in almost every way complementary. However, if you believe that health passporting is part of our future, then having a centralized repository of virgin data, as we call it, in a data agnostic format, becomes incredibly interesting to a wider audience. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, in a nutshell, that gives you a snapshot of DVS. No, definitely. And it sounds, you know, it's, it's incredibly topical at the moment. It sounds incredibly relevant. And like you say, anything that we can, any innovations that we can use to support that frontline staff, you know, at this really difficult time, um, I'm, I'm sure would kind of be welcomed. How, how has the business managed sort of personally in terms of COVID and, and the crisis? Yeah, so I think I, have a, I am just one, one component in, in a machine, really. I have a fantastic team around me who um, have adhered absolutely to the letters of the, the um, legislation and the guidelines placed in front of us. Uh, the business has reacted very positively um, within the, the marketplace. We are a, a startup, so it's a challenging time. However, we also are aware that we potentially have a, a huge opportunity and solution that really adds tremendous value. Um, we already operated to a larger extent a remote working policy for those people who needed flexibility. So when lockdown one happened, we were in a strong place to, to implement the system and for people to work remotely. What I would add to that though is that we spent a huge amount of time right at the start of the first lockdown preparing for what we didn't know we didn't know so we we knew that things were changing quickly but we didn't know what would happen i think all of us expected that by christmas this would be over and we'd be uh, some level of normality and clearly that's that's not going to be the case so we spent a lot of our time focused around our finances streamlining the business making appropriate levels of uh, cuts where possible and introducing measures to ensure our staff were safe, but also that we weren't being luxurious with any of the spend in the business. Okay, and I guess that's put you in a really good position for lockdown version two that we've we've just gone into. <laughs> yeah, well, lo lockdown two is is um, the sequel. So, from <laughs> our point of view, the the business is now very prepared to operate and act with with those measures. As a business, most of our team can work remotely. And there are some physical processes that have to be done in a uh, workshop or laboratory environment. But there is, of course, the appropriate measures in place for, for them to be on site when required. And we still operate bubbles as and when required. Okay, no, that's great. So I guess as a, as a, you know, a, a small startup business, as you've mentioned, have you faced any other challenges aside from COVID? Um, in our journey to date, the, it's an interesting one. We, of course, every every startup is faced with um, managing the books mm -hmm. every single day, uh, 365 days a year. Needle Smart's been blessed in the fact that we were we did a great fundraise two two and a half to three years ago, and the business has been um, sustainable ever since. The the challenges really we faced were um, adoption within the UK is is a complex process. Um, internationally, we our audience was was more awake 
and quicker to react pre-COVID. I think the marketplace is changing now. Yeah. Um, but, but equally, I think the, um, the pre-COVID position for, for us was that we launched our first product in November of last year at, at Medica in Dusseldorf. Mm-hmm. Um, we come through the other side of Christmas. We, we've onboarded around about 10 global distributors and we produce product and we ship product. And then we get into the middle of the March feeling uh, quite confident, quietly optimistic and lockdown happens. And at that point in time, um, DVS as a principle is, doesn't even exist. Yeah. You know, we, we know that at some point people will have to dispose of a lot more needles, but we also know that uh, disruptive technology in the middle of March as lockdown happened was, was not really a, a conversation point because um, the healthcare system really needed to focus on treating ill people. And, and of course, we all know about the problems around PPE. So a disruptive technology at that point in time wasn't really going to receive an appropriate audience. Yeah, yeah. no, okay. Um, and then, I mean, you've probably alluded to some of this already, but, but my next question was around, you know, what have been your greatest successes as a business? Well, I think, I think at that point, you have to start looking at the, the wider business group. So while my job is chief executive of NeedleSmart, I, I also um, am the chief executive of a, an engineering business, Cal International. Mm-hmm. And what, one of the, the great things that I think we've achieved without being uh, the, the commercial aspect of NeedleSmart or Cal, for example, is the ability to uh, um, apply and adopt technology very, very quickly. We've, yeah. we've managed to bring the businesses together uh, in a very short period of time to, to operate under the current marketplace and the restrictions and also pivot the company. So if you look at Cal as a company, um, wind the clock back a year, it was very heavily dependent on uh, manual-based engineering-led programs. Yeah. Whereas now it's it's not entirely driven towards, but it's focusing very hard on med tech. And I think we've we've managed to pivot the company so quickly towards that. And we've been able to use all of the lessons learned through working closely with NeedleSmart um, to, to in, and in partnership to become what you might be call uh, might call a, a specialist in smart med tech. Mm-hmm. And of course, smart med tech, I don't really think was a thing before COVID and now the ability, and this is really what DVS does, the ability to have a compliance event in a remote location that transmits data is is infinitely valuable with not only mass vaccination, but what follows that. So I think the, the great success is, you know, that Cal as a business um, has, has gone through a fantastic growth curve, but, but I'd say the thing that gives you the greatest satisfaction is, is seeing how the team pull together to operate under distressed situations and then and then move forward through that okay yeah, that, that's brilliant um and now i kind of want to move on to you know why why liverpool what are the benefits to being here would you say okay so i mean obviously i'm from the city region mm-hmm. the points i would make there are that liverpool is a dearth of innovation and talent and um, i think the message can be lost at times and it doesn't reach the global stage quick enough. Mm-hmm. But the access to facilities and technologies and people is there and it's easy to reach. There is also a sense of community, which perhaps you don't get in a larger city environment. People are willing and want to help each other and everyone wants to pull together to see the city succeed. The wider piece of the conversation is that what we have as an infrastructure 
is we have great facilities. We have two amazing universities. They produce tremendous talent. And I think one of the biggest historic issues, and I know it is, it is improving, is being able to keep and retain that talent locally. Yep. So, you know, one of my big missions, as you well know, is that um, while NeedleSmart could become a stellar global success, and hopefully there'll be things to follow NeedleSmart, I want people to know where the journey exists from, yep. because it's, um, you know, the, the, the actual concepts and the ideas may come from me, or they may come from other parts of the team, but the, the delivery mechanisms all come from within the city region. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, and then the, to the final, the final question that I've got is is around sort of next steps um, for for Needle Smart. And I know that obviously there's um, a presence at Digital Manufacturing Week next week. Yeah, absolutely. So it's we're really looking forward to that as a business. It's great to be able to showcase such a current innovation. Let's put it that way. Something that is is so relevant um, that and we can showcase it on behalf of the Liverpool city region, if you wish. Yeah. The, so that's exciting for us. We are heavily engaged in a number of international contracts for the business. Uh, the next steps are we've, we are under an FDA assessment for a 510K approval in the USA. And alongside that, the, uh, our engineering business, Cal, has moved very quickly into smart med tech and um, is, is, is accelerating into that marketplace, which is great to see because what we don't want to do is find ourselves in a difficult and awkward position going forward commercially as, as, um, as the economic environment around us changes. So the, the, the future looks really exciting for us. And um, we are hoping we are now engaged in a number of UK led conversations that we can start to move forward at some pace with the UK audience as well. Okay. Well, that, that sounds, um, that sounds really exciting. Well, thanks a lot for, um, for joining us today, Cliff. It was, it was great to speak and find out more about NeedleSmart. No problem at all. Have a great day. Thanks. I hope our listeners have enjoyed hearing about all the great things happening in relation to NeedleSmart. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel to learn more about what's happening in Liverpool City Region's health and life sciences community. Thank you.